0: Okay, let's start. All right, G'dvach. There's a uh, saying in the previous Rebbe that, although people say that saying a story about the Baal Shem a Matzah Shabbos, is a school of Freppernas, the, Shant, the free, previous Rebbe said it's lav davke. Not necessarily they have to say a story about the Baal Tev, not necessarily is it only Matzah Shabbos, not necessarily is it a school for parnasa only, but saying a story, a story of a tzaddik is a school for all kinds of blessings at any time. Nevertheless, there is a special thing about saying a story of the balshamtiv on Shabbos, as Rebbe told Rabbi Moshe Feller, the uh, Rebbe's emissary in Minnesota. And so tonight, I want to share a little bit about the early beginnings of the balshamtiv. They say about stories of the Baal that if you believe them all, you're foolish. If you don't believe them, you're a heretic, because you have to believe that they could happen. But the stories that the Rebbeim, our Rebbes, preferred to share were ones that they were actually sourced. and They they were transferred from one Rebbe to the next, that actually true stories, authentic stories, that we know from one generation to the next. And there are really a wealth of stories that are not so well known of the Baal Shem Some of them actually are in letters that the Baal Shem wrote to his brother in law, Amgeshen Ketiver, and some from the previous Rebbe. Really, really a wealth of stories. And uh, let's go. So, before, uh, before I share a little bit about the Baal Shem early beginnings, I just want to point out something about how a little bit of the context of the Baal Shem Tov's entry into Jewish history. There were many pogroms that ravaged Europe uh, because of the Cossacks led by Bogdan Khmelnytsky, and hundreds of thousands of Jews were killed. And the Jewish people in general were in a state of, uh, it says that they were in a state of like faint. They had, they had no energy. And there was a big divide between the more knowledgeable Jews and those less knowledgeable, and those and people in general weren't really um, really alive in their practice of Judaism. Everyone was observant in those days. It wasn't like there is today, where um, on a Shabbos there are buses and cars driving all over the place. Uh, In a shtetl, in a Jewish town, there was Shabbos. Was the whole town was Shabbos. No, no one. Everyone kept Shabbos, but nevertheless, there was a certain kind of life and energy and vitality and warmth that was missing. There were many um, magidim. There were many preachers that would travel from town to town, admonishing people to keep the Torah better, and together with their admonishment they would talk about the consequences of not keeping the Torah, and what kind of hell you would get if you wouldn't keep the Torah, and how you would have hell on earth, and how terrible it was to keep the Torah, if to not keep the Torah. And the Baal was a part of a group of hidden tzaddikim who they dressed like regular people, but they would go out into the marketplace and they would talk to people, and they would explain to them the idea of divine providence, and the love that God has for all of His creatures, how precious it is to God, our faith and our uh, prayers, even if they're even if those who are not scholarly. And the leader of the hidden Sadiqim at that time was a man named Reb Mayer. And Reb Mayer once said to the Baal Shemtiv, because of his novel idea. Uh, the Baal that, he, that the Baal Shem introduced that he should encourage people with love. This was his his novel idea. He told the Baal Shem once, he put his hands on, on the Baal Shem holy head, and he said, bracha, may blessing come upon you because of what you have done. Because it wasn't just his own idea that he shared. He caused all the hidden that at that time to do this, to go around and travel around and encourage people, and he really revived... Uh, everyone. That's why it says Balshamtiv's name was Yisrael. Yisrael is the name of the Jewish people. And the previous Shabbos says that just like when someone faints, in order to revive them, you have to say their name. So too, God sent the soul of Balshamtiv to the Jewish people to revive us after the 50 years before the birth of Balshamtiv, the pogroms of Cholnitzki. God sent us the soul of Balshamtiv to revive us and to wake us up. So, the, so the the group of hidden tzaddikim, they said that the bracha that Reb Meir gave the bal shemtiv was significant in the year that he gave this bracha. The year he gave the bracha was the year uh, tough Iron Base, and the tough Iron Base shemtiv was born in the year Tov Nunchas. So this was Tov Samachas <laughs> Year Nachas. So uh he is an acronym for the words, Allah Barachah, it's an acronym for the words, May a blessing fall upon you. So that it was a unique uh, achievement, and it, it, we're talking about people who are perfect tzaddikim, and yet he brought a new life into them and what they were trying to do. So let's go a little bit, bef- bit before this. Let's talk about the Barshanah, early beginnings. Um not when he was a child but as he grew up and as he was introduced into the group of hidden tzaddikim until he was revealed to the world as a sadik baal Shemta writes in a letter how he, when he, his parents his father passed away when he was 5 years old and he uh, the, the people in his town in akkop didn't really see him as a torah scholar he didn't do well in his studies and they and he had to F- fend for himself he traveled from town to town village to village until when he was 18 years old he came to the city of Brody and in Brody he worked as a malamed's helper as a teacher's helper he was 18 years old he married and that's what he was um, he was involved in helping children study Torah especially one one particular orphan and Subject in itself, how the Baal Shem Tov got married, the, this orphan's sister. Either way, the Balshantiv lived in Brody, in the same town as his brother-in-law, Rab and Ketavur, and he lived with his wife. The Baal Shem Tov said that he did not know that because of the merit of his holy ancestors that he had a very lofty soul. He didn't know about it until it was one Friday, of Parshas Vayeshev. It was one p.m. And he fell asleep, and he saw an old man in a dream. By the way, parenthetically, it says that Friday afternoon is a time of sleep. You could see in videos how the Rebbe would, middle of the repetition of the the Shemona Esri and Mincha, on Friday afternoon, the Rebbe would nod his, his head and sort of fall asleep for a few moments. So either way, the Baal Shem Tev fell asleep on a Friday afternoon. I know it sounds a little bit uh, beyond our comprehension, but just to give you an idea of what it means for a to sleep, it says that the Mizitcha Maggid uh, once, once sent to one of his students to, I think it was Arn of Kalin, and he told him that he should stop saying Tehillim because his Tehillim is disturbing his sleep. There's not things we understand. We don't know what his what tilm is, what the magid's sleep is, and how his tilm disturbs his sleep. But obviously, it wasn't like people like us who just sleep because we're tired, etc. Anyways, so the Shemte fell asleep this after on this on right before Parshas Vayeshev, and when he was 18 years old, and it was 1 p.m., and he has a dream. In, a, in his dream, he sees an old man. And the old man asks Valshemtev, Do you know who I am? And Valshemtev says, No. And he tells Valshemtev, I was sent to teach you. You should come to the tall mountains surrounding Brody, between the second and third mountain, out in the outskirts of Brody, and there I'm going to teach you Torah. That's the dream. Valshemtev the wakes up and he mentioned to the Balshamtiv, "Don't tell anyone about this. You can't even share this with your wife. This is very this, this, I can share with you Torah, but you cannot let anyone know." And Balshamtiv asked him, "Who who are you?" And he told Balshamtiv, "He's not allowed to say to him who he is. The time will come." That's what happens, and then the Balshamtiv goes to the mikveh. And when he goes in the mikveh, it was a custom of the Balshamtiv to keep his holy eyes open when he went into the mikveh. And as soon as he enters the mikveh, he sees again this old man. And the old man says to him, I want you to know that this is not a dream, this is not just a dream, this is real, and I was sent from heaven to teach you, and that you should meet me on Sunday between the second and third mountain in the outskirts of the city of Brody. So the Baal Shendel was very frightened, and he said he felt like he became a different person. He felt like a Holy Spirit came into him. That night, when he prayed the evening service, Kabbalah Shabbos, he felt that people in the cloys, people in this little little synagogue, were all looking at him. And that night again, this old man came again in a dream to the Baal Tev, and again told him, yes, you have to meet me on Sunday between the second and third mountain, this is not a dream, and it is, Important, it's critical for your soul that before you meet me, you should go to the mikveh and immerse yourself four times. And Vahshandav says he didn't realize that in the merit of his holy ancestors that this person was sent special from heaven to teach him Torah. So that day, that Shabbos day, when Vahshandav woke up in Parshas Vayeshev and he went to Shul, he saw the people in the Shul were looking at him differently. And a sign that this was true was that they honored him, they never did this before, they honored him with reciting Maftir. Parenthetically, it's among Hasidim, uh, Maftir is considered the most uh, highest aliyah, the, the most special aliyah, because the Maftir was instituted because there was a decree against forbidding the Jewish people to read the Torah. So instead of reading the Torah... We read the half Torah. We read part sections of Tanakh, sections of the other twenty-four books of the Torah, uh, instead of the weekly Torah portion. So, since the half Torah is associated with keeping the Torah in a time of, of hardship and time of difficulty, it has a unique status vis-à-vis the part of the neshama that's associated with it. In other words, because, because we read the Haftorah because of our sacrifice to keep the Torah despite the decree of the Gentiles forbidding us to study Torah, because we kept the Torah anyways, therefore there's a certain sanctity in the Haftorah that surpasses even the reading of the Torah, and that's why it's considered the most important aliyah, and that's why that was the aliyah that our rebbeim would always receive. Anyways, Subal so said that Shabbos they honored him with Mafter, and that sort of showed the Baal shemta that they recognized that something happened into him, and they and they and they had a new respect for him. So that uh, that that Shabbos afternoon, his brother-in-law sees him, and he's asked him, "Are you okay? You look different. You all right?" But again, he couldn't say anything, as this old man had told him, "You're not allowed to say any. You're not allowed to reveal." Who you spoke to and what's going on. So he couldn't tell his brother in law what had happened. And when he came home and picked Abdullah, his wife said to him, Also, well, you're pale, you're white, what's going on? And he couldn't say. That Sunday, uh, he went to the mikveh, you know, it was snowing, but he went to the mikveh anyways and pay attention to the snow. And he met this elderly man between the second and third mountain on the outskirts of Brody. And this man summoned Baal Shemtev and told him to come into a cave. He came into a cave, and in this cave, there was a table and two chairs. And he took out, this elderly man took out a book, a, and he showed Baal Shemtev in this book something that he never saw before. He, said it was, he, never, he never saw this book in, before at all, and he never saw these teachings before. And when he's learning these new teachings, he felt like a new soul had entered into him. He felt his eyes were illuminated, is able to see Shvilundarakia, is able to see what's going on in the higher worlds. And they started together for two hours. At the end of two hours, the elderly man tells Balshantav, this is enough for today. Tomorrow will continue, but don't tell anyone about this. Balshantif asked him again to tell him who he is. He's, he said a time will come for this, but now is not yet the time. And he put his holy hands on the head of the Baal Shemtev, gave him a bracha, and they continued studying together. In the middle of the summertime, he finally revealed to the Baal Shemtev who he was. Who was he? I'm not sure why this is a title that's given to him among Hasidim. I'm sure it's well-known, just I don't know. The teacher of the Baal Shemtev, is called, his name was Achia HaShileini. Achia was also the teacher of El Yoa but I'm not sure why, but he's also, among, among the Chabad Rabbein, he's referred to as the Balchai. Balchai means the one who possesses the two higher soul powers, the Chaya there are five levels of the soul, and a is associated with the two highest levels of the soul, mm-hmm. So the Baal Shem Tev said that... Uh, in the summertime, he finally revealed to the Balshamtev who he was, and his name was Achia Shilani. And the Baal Shemtev was so dumbstruck, so overwhelmed by this news that he literally fell on the floor, shocked. The um, th- when he when he discovered who his teacher was and what was going on. His teacher told him that the time has come for him to move away from the city of Brody and he should move to the uh, region between Kosov and Kitev. And there, the, um, the, t- the time has come for you to reveal yourself. You should reveal yourself as who you are. As is known, Balshander revealed himself at the age of 36 years old. For 10 years prior he was learning with his teacher, the written Torah, in the age of 26, till the age of 36, they were studying specifically the, the, the Chumash. And when they finished, they finished the last words of the written Torah, his teacher told him, now the time has come for you to reveal yourself to the world, and Chai El, which is also the birthday of the Baal Shem Tif. that was the day that the was, was was commanded, or when he actually revealed himself. Many events in the Shana's life, Happened at the age of, happened on the day of Chael, 18th of El. That was the birthday of his body, that was the birthday of his, his Neshama, as a previous Hebrew writes, that was a time when he revealed himself. Many other events happened on that specific day of Chael. There's another, uh, this is all from a letter of the Baal Shemte. there's another Rishima, there's another um, account about the Baal Shemte's revelation. It wasn't easy for him. It was very hard for the Baal Shemtiv to reveal himself. The Balshamtiv's uh, the, the predecessor was Reb Adam Shem. There were three other tzaddikim, three generations of tzaddikim before the Balshamtiv, who were also hidden tzaddikim and knowledgeable in Kabbalah. They weren't. They didn't have the path of the Balshamtiv. That was a new thing, path of Chassidus. But they also revealed Kabbalah, and the the the, the Rebbe. Before the Balshemtiv, his name was Reuadam Balshem. So, so the Adam Baal Balshem uh, was a third tzaddik in this in this um, uh, in third generation of hidden tzaddikim. Uh, he writes in a letter to the Balshemtiv why the Balshemtiv should reveal himself. He said to the Balshemtiv that. Um, He um, saw his teacher. The, the other Balshamta's teacher was the same as the teacher of Balshamta, was a Eleni. He saw his teacher during the Torah reading on Shabbos, and he told him that he needs to be ready after Shabbos to go to Lvov to travel to Lvov. Lvov was, was a long distance away from Lemberg, where they were. And when they traveled, he said he should wear. His Shabbos clothing. Parenthetically, there's a d- discussion of whether or not you're supposed to wear Shabbos clothing after Shabbos. Some say you shouldn't wear Shabbos clothing after Shabbos because your, your Shabbos clothing should be revert, reserved for Shabbos. Others say you should specifically wear Shabbos clothing after Shabbos. It's not. In this story, the um, the uh, uh, teacher of the Baal Shemta, the teacher of Adon Baal Shem, says we're going to go on a journey after Shabbos and you should wear your big day Shabbos. They set out for Lavov, which was a long distance away from where they were. But Rachi Shileni told the Roden Baal Shem, who was, he was sitting next to him in the wagon, he said to him that you should sing the Pizmain. There is a hymn, there is a little song that people sing after Shabbos about El Yonavi. Sing that song, and he, no longer, sooner than he finished that song, did they find themselves already in Lavov? And the Adam Shem was shocked because he, um, he never saw such darach. he never saw such speed. They left, and as soon as they left, they, they arrived. And the Adam and the Chiyash Shilini told the Adam Why are you surprised? If you would know who the wagon driver is, he didn't say who it was, you would be sitting in fear as I am sitting in fear. Anyways, they arrive in, this, in Lvov and they come to this home and he told the Baal to drink a cup of tea. It's customary on Motzei Shabbos to drink a cup of tea. And meanwhile, Rab Adam Baal Shem, I'm sorry, Rechi HaShelani was walking to and fro in the room for about two hours. His face was burning like a fire and then a man comes to the door. When he comes to the door, this old man comes to the door Achia Shalini greets him and says to him, "Welcome, Rabbi Eliezer. You have merited that you have a son who is unique in the gener in this generation, unique in this world, unique in the worlds above this world. Welcome, Rabbi Eliezer." That was the name of the father of the Balshemtiv, and he asked Rabbi El-Yezer to have a seat. Rabbi Eliezer responded, "Rabbi Yazir, the father of the Balshemtiv had already passed away, and he was summoned by Achia Shalini to meet their brother Baal Shem. And he said to Achyash Shileni, You know that where I am, there is no standing and there's no sitting. In the higher worlds, in Gandai, there's no standing and there's no sitting. What do you mean I should sit and I should eat and I should join you in a Malka? I'm in a different world. So Achyash Shileni responded that just like when Avramavinu honored the angels, it says that the angels uh, ate and drank because. When you go to a city, you have to go according to the customs of the city. So since you are visiting this world, therefore it is appropriate for you to sit. So Ebel Yazir uh, Rabbi asked Ebel what do you want? So Abel responded that my son does not give me any rest in the higher worlds. He doesn't want to be revealed. And he asked me, said Ebel he asked me to ask you, Achia He asked me that you should to beg you that I shouldn't have to, that the Barshemto shouldn't have to be revealed. So Achia Shilini responded to Rabbi Yezer, if he asks you again, you should tell him that he has to reveal himself because if he does not reveal himself, he has nothing to do in this world. He doesn't belong in this world. And he pointed to Achia Shilini. Pointed to Rabbi Adam Baal Shem and he said to him, "Adam knows this, and when I give him permission, Odom will share our exchange and this whole story that has happened tonight with the Baal Shem Tev. And that's the letter that that, Adam Baal, that Adam Baal Shem wrote to the Baal Shem Tev explaining to him why the, the time has come for him to reveal himself. Th- then the Eliezer re- departed. And Achyash Shalini told Abu Adin Shem that he should go back home. But Achyash Shalini has to stay in the city of Lavov. But you, uh, they had him love Malka. And uh, he, he had to go home. He said, Go home. Actually, I'm sorry. I think, yeah. He said to him to go home. So Rabbi Shem said, I'm afraid to travel. I'm afraid to travel by myself. So, Achiyash said, don't be afraid except for, from, from, from anyone except for Hashem alone. And he goes out into the street and as soon as he goes out in the street, the wagon comes, the same wagon or the same driver and he sits, and, and, and Adem Hashem sits in the wagon and Achiyash starts the wagon off and after about 20 minutes, they arrive back and it's about 1 a.m. and he then has his m'lava malka. Which is interesting, because there's a, there's a discussion about m'lava malka, whether m'lava malka is supposed to, be, supposed to be before Chatzes or after Chatzes. Some say m'lava malka is supposed to be specifically before Chatzes, but in this story it says that the Baal Shem, he had m'lava malka at 1 a.m. when he returned from this uh, visit to uh, to Lvov. So anyway, that's that's the early beginnings of Baal and how and how he had to... Um, how he had to reveal himself, how the Baal Shem Tev had to reveal himself, although he didn't want to, because that was the whole reason why his Neshambah came to this world in order to reveal his wellsprings. As Mashiach told the Baal Shem Tev that the Baal Shem Tev asked Mashiach, When will you come? And Mashiach responded, When your wellsprings will be spread to the outside. So the, certainly the Baal Shem Tev had to reveal himself to make this all happen. Anyway, so bottom line is, that sheikh has to come because the wellsprings of Al Shemtiv have been spread around the world already. It's time of Geula, and, have to, and since at this moment he hasn't yet arrived, it's a sign that there's still more to do about spreading teachings of Al Shemtiv. So we uh, have to focus on doing that and take my mamashu merit to see Taka Al Shemtiv and all the Sadiqim, together together with Mashiach Zakenu. Any questions or comments? Yes. I okay, can you, Yuda. Oh, my, my sound is off. Let me put the sound back on. Excuse me. Hold on. Um, yeah, you now I can hear you. Go ahead. This reminds me of the story about Arizal uh, and Rabbi Yitzhak. he also the story, the dream and everything, and again and again. Yeah, it's a similar story. So this, this is from the letter of Al-Shemta. This is a Makubadik story. But there's there's some similar stories about about Ruchaim Vital also. He didn't want he didn't want he was he was only came to the world to be a student of the Arizal and how the Arizal uh, became his teacher. Yeah, sim- similar similar uh, story. All right, good davach. Davach. <laughs>